and welcome to A Murderous Affair. My name is Gabrielle, and this is the podcast where we talk about women in history known for mayhem and murder. We're continuing a theme of sorts by talking about a woman who was mentioned in our last episode as the arch enemy of Kate Lee. Is there any guesses? For those of you guys who were listening to last week's episode, we are talking about Tilly Devine. Now, Kate Lee and Tilly Devine were actually two of the head crime bosses that are associated with the 1920s Razor Wars in Australia. So we will be having a mini episode coming out as well, kind of expanding more about that. So if you're curious about the Razor Wars, then that will be um, coming out in a more detailed mini episode later on this week. But for now... Let's talk about Tilly Devine. Born Matilda Marie Twiss in September of 1900, Slygrogs, Razor Gangs, and Prostitution, just to name a few. Her father was a bricklayer named Edward, and her mother's name was Alice. She grew up on Hollington Street in Camberwell, London, and began prostituting as a teenager in April of 1917 when she was just 16 years old. From 1915 to 1919, she would spend time on and off at Bow Street Court and Lockup for prostitution, theft, and assault. She'd had a son at some point between 1915 and 1919 while she was on one of her out times from the lockup, but her son was left in London and brought up by her parents. Jim returned to Australia in January of 1920, and Tilly came along with him. Once the pair arrived in Australia, Tilly once again began to work in prostitution. She would charge 10 shillings per encounter, and her husband worked as her pimp, her chauffeur, and, quote, getaway man. He also started selling opium and cocaine to bring in extra money. Tilly became extremely well-known with the local police. Between 1921 and 1925, she was arrested at least 79 times on various charges that related to sex work, violence, assault, and this one, which I think is interesting, quote, indecent language. Local police described her as, quote, a prostitute of the worst type and an associate of the worst types of prostitutes, vagrants, and criminals. Now, and I'm assuming this is where this starts, but Devine was charged by famous Sydney detective Frank Farrell on many occasions, and their feud lasted for 30 years. Now, Eventually, this started getting old for both Tilly and Jim. They both began looking for ways to make a living that would keep them out of jail. And here's where we take a slight sidestep to get into some of the history that was happening at the time in Australia. In 1905, there was a vagrancy act that prohibited men from running brothels. But of course, this law did nothing to stop the women from running brothels. With the support of criminal gangs and, of course, the bribing of local police, Devine was able to diversify the criminal enterprise she was involved in. By late 20s, Devine was the proud owner of many different brothels throughout Sydney. There were various women available for all kinds of customers. For those who were a little more high class, you know, like the politicians, businessmen, overseas guests, the elite call girls were available. For the more average folk, the tenement girls were available. And these tended to be the younger women who would occasionally work as prostitutes to get quick money towards clothes, drugs, or other bills. There were also older prostitutes, called boat girls, that were catered more towards sailors or older men. She employed gangs of criminals to act as bodyguards for her workers and became such a success that she became known as the, quote, Queen of Wulumulu. Queen of Wulumulu. I love that. (laughs) That's such an interesting name, which just happened to be the area of the city that she primarily operated in. Of course, she made many enemies while running her business, and this is where we run into Kate 
Lee. The two crime bosses crossed paths many times because, of course, they dealt with the same trades. And their rivalry grew so violent, they even personally fought in the streets in several instances. Tilly soon became one of the most wealthy people in Sydney, owning everything from real estate to luxury cars, gold, diamond jewelry, and anytime she traveled by ship, it was always in first class. While her criminal empire was seemingly ironclad, her marriage, not so much. It was marked by extreme domestic violence. Okay, so Jim had his own criminal career. He was a thief, a pimp, drug dealer, and a gunman for hire who was also a violent alcoholic. He also committed three extremely high-profile murders in the late 1920s. The murder of George Leonard Gregory Gaffney, the accessory to murder of Barney Dalton, and the accidental shooting of Frederick Herbert Moffat. Somehow, including the accidental murder, Jim was acquitted every time claiming self-defense. So it's recorded that their marriage was a violent one, and on January 9th, 1931, Jim was charged with the attempted murder of Tilly after they got into a heated argument. The argument culminated in Tilly running out of the house, Jim following, and firing a gun at her. She escaped and somehow the only thing he managed to hit was one of her brand new stilettos, the left one to be precise. Their neighbors then called the police, which then led to Jim being arrested, but again not charged. Some other notorious moments in their marriage was when Jim took up with another woman and when Tilly resisted his demands for money, he would kick and beat her. There was also an incident including an occasion when Jim gate crashed a party and when Tilly refused him money, he beat her up and dumped a table with beer and food on top of her. At a 25th wedding anniversary party in 1942, which is assumed to be kind of an attempt to save their marriage, Jim Devine arrived late in a drunken rage and Tilly was taken to St. Vincent's Hospital for 19 stitches. They ended up separating in the early 1940s and finally divorced in 1944. In 1945, Tilly married again to Eric John Parsons. Now, while Parsons was well known to Tilly at this point, that doesn't mean that their relationship started out any less tumultuous than her previous relationship. Before they got married, Tilly and Parsons actually got into an extremely heated argument where she ended up shooting him in the leg. She was arrested outside of her residence in Sydney just across the street from where she actually met Parsons at the notorious Tradesman's Arms Hotel. And while she was charged with the shooting, she was acquitted at trial and she and Parsons were actually married for 13 years until his death in 1958. Although Tilly had been one of Sydney's wealthiest women, by 1955, the taxation department had ordered her to pay more than 20,000 pounds in unpaid income tax and fines, which sent her to bankruptcy. In 1953, she's quoted in the media as saying, I am a lucky, lucky girl. I have more diamonds than the Queen of England's stowaways and better ones too. But despite having said she had all these riches, she was forced to sell off all but one of her properties. She went from having this massive criminal empire and being one of the wealthiest women in Sydney to becoming completely broke, and she ended up closing her last remaining brothel in 1968. She either sold off her last brothel in 1968, or she was forced to close it and maybe just sell the property. Um, I'm not sure. I keep, get I keep getting various accounts for this because 
Either she sold it to try and make some money after she went bankrupt, or she closed it after it was set on fire and bombed by one of her many competitors, and just was forced to close it. Shortly after, on November 24th, 1970, after a battle with chronic bronchitis and cancer, Tilly died. Now, what I find interesting is that in comparison to Kate Lee, Tilly's death was barely acknowledged. There were very few people who attended her funeral, and supposedly when one woman proposed a toast in her memory at a local bar, nobody bothered to drink. Her obituary in the Daily Telegraph read, quote, a vicious, grasping high priestess of savagery, venery, obscenity, and whoredom. She died friendless and alone, and for that she must be pitied. But if they hold awake for her, the sorrow will be slobber and crocodile tears. She was a wretched woman. The only public eulogy that was offered to Devine was given by the then police commissioner, Norman Allen who said, quote, she was a villain, but who am I to judge her? She was cremated at the Botany Crematorium, now known as the Eastern Suburbs Memorial Park, on November 26, 1970, with Catholic rites, and her son, Frederick Ralph Devine Twiss, survived her and had two children. Tilly Devine had a much different opinion of her own life. In an obituary that she actually wrote for herself, which was reported in the Daily Mirror, Give a dog a bad name and it sticks, Devine said. I wasn't as bad as I was painted. There's lots in Sydney who will miss me, even coppers. Overall, I think it's interesting to kind of compare the differences between Kate Lee and Tilly Devine. When Kate Lee died, it seemed like she had a much more warmer or like welcome or appreciated response as opposed to Tilly Devine. And it's said that Tilly Devine performed gener flamboyant acts of generosity, so you would think that because they both performed various acts of generosity, they would be viewed in kind of the same light. But it seems like a lot of people preferred Kate Lee to Tilly Devine, which I just find fascinating considering that they're both thought to be the two queens of this criminal empire at the same time period. I don't know, I find it's very interesting and I would love to know what you guys think. Later on this week, there's gonna be a mini episode coming out kind of talking about how Tilly Devine and Kate Lee both actually met and started their feud as well as how it relates to the Razor Wars of the 1920s, because those go very well together. Um, it, you kind of can't have one without the other, and I think it'd be fun to focus on that specific event in its own little mini-sode. But then we will be wrapping up our episode series on Kate Lee and Tilly Devine and their overall feud with each other. I would love to know what you guys thought of this, um, if you kind of liked how this new format where I kind of talk about people who are interconnected in some way, or if you have any suggestions for future women I should cover, feel free to let me know. You could find me on all social media at Frumius Reads, F-R-U-M-I-O-U-S-R-E-A-D-S, and I am on Twitter, Tumblr, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok any and all social media probably too much at this point if you guys like this episode and want to hear more make sure you subscribe or follow the podcast we stream on all major podcasting services apple spotify amazon libsyn podbean google play anywhere that you can listen to podcasts you could find our podcast a murderous affair thank you guys so much for your time and listening to this episode i would love to know what you think and i will talk to you guys next time stay spooky friends goodbye